G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Foundations. He doesn't break his promises, and if he doesn't break his promises to Israel, he's not going to break them mm. to us. If he does break his promises to Israel, he could very easily break his promises to us. Yeah. What we have to remember is that God doesn't break them, he keeps them. Foundations. Understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. With Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby. There have been many who have asked the big questions of whether there's something that God can't do. Of course, we know that God can do everything. He can do anything. But is there something that God can forget? God knows all things, but there are numerous places in the Bible where it says God will forget the sins of his people. How is that even possible? Yeah, it's a bit <laughs> of a quandary, isn't it? And again, I'm, I'm going to preempt our whole conversation by saying you find the distinctions and nuances between the Hebrew and the English. Now, it's true there are quite a, there are four places specifically that I can remember where God says he, he's going to forget something. The first one is Isaiah 43, 25. It says that I, this is God speaking, I, even I, am the one who wipes out your transgressions for my own sake, and I will not remember your sins. And that's pretty remarkable. You mm. think, okay, well, maybe he's making a choice not to remember something. Yep. But that would still mean that God can't do something. That's right, And yeah. that's not possible. Okay, so then there's another one, and it's in Hebrews eight ten to 12, and it says this, For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws into their minds, and I will write them on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. And they shall not teach everyone his fellow citizen and everyone his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for all will know me, from the least to the greatest of them. And you think, that's fantastic. Mm. And then you get to this last statement where he says, For I will be merciful to their iniquities, and I will remember their sins no more. And you think, how can he, how can he not remember those yeah. things? Okay. Well, I guess and there it, is a distinction, though, between forgetting the sin and not remembering. You can sort of see, even though it's semantical, but there is a, a slight difference there, isn't there? Hold that thought. <laughs> <laughs> okay, God is telling, uh, promising his people that when he establishes his new covenant with them, that he is going to be merciful and he is going to forgive their sin and, and then he's not going to remember the sin anymore. And it's important to understand this. The passage that I just read from Hebrews chapter 8 comes straight out of Jeremiah 31 where God promised that his new covenant, which we Christians say belongs to us, but it was actually promised to the house of Israel and the house of Judah, mm. specifically to them. Mm. Okay, we're grafted in, that's true, but it was promised and, and to them, and he names them. You read Jeremiah 31 and you can read that for yourself. He specifies who this new covenant is being going to be made with. Again, God promised a new covenant to his people and the promise included that all their sins would be forgiven and forgotten. Mm -hmm. Okay, So you made a distinction yeah, between right. remembering and forgetting. Okay, 
All right, Hebrews 10, 14 to 17 says, For by one offering he's perfected for all time those who are sanctified. And the Holy Spirit also testifies to us, For after saying, This is the covenant that I will make with them, after those days, says the Lord, that I will put my laws upon their heart, and on their mind I will write them. And then he says, And their sins and their lawless deeds I will remember no more. But there's another one. Psalm 103, 10 to 13 He has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his loving kindness towards those who fear him. For as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us, just as a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. Now, we always think, um, east to west around the globe. Mm. Well, if you go, one goes east and one goes west, you're going to join up somewhere. Yeah. But we're talking about the universe here. He's taken our sins and he's sent them <laughs> in yeah. opposite directions. But how does that make God not remember them? Mm. It all has to do with the um, with the Hebrew and the English understanding of these words. They're very definitive. Okay, but I just want to make a quick comment in the middle of this. Regarding replacement theology, which is the belief that God has done away with Israel uh, because she rejected Jesus, and now all the promises that were given to them and all the blessings now belong to the church, and that all of the curses that were promised if they disobeyed all belong to Israel. They get the curses, we get the blessings. (laughs) That's very convenient. Isn't it? Isn't it very convenient? Um, But here's the thing. If God promised to not remember Israel's sins, why would he then reject her for the very sins he said he's forgotten? Mm. Okay, it doesn't doesn't add up. Okay, when God makes a promise, he doesn't break his promises. And if he doesn't break his promises to Israel, he's not going to break them Mm. to us. If he does break his promises to Israel... He could very easily break his promises to us. Yeah. Okay. Well, now, that's important, the... I guess, because obviously it's not so much about God breaking his promises, but it's God selectively breaking promises, saying, well, I'll break this one, but not that one. Exactly. What we have to remember is that God doesn't break them. He keeps them. Mm. God keeps his word, because if he, if he doesn't keep his word, he's not faithful. Yeah. That's a major, major attribute of his. Yeah. He is not like us who are unfaithful. He is absolutely mm. faithful. Okay, so now back to the question of how God can forget something when he knows everything. And sometimes there are Bible passages that we've already read that kind of make you scratch your head a little bit. And again, how can God in his infinite intelligence and knowledge forget anything when he knows everything? Um, because again, if he was, if he has the capacity to forget even one thing, let alone the accumulative sins of an entire national people, then he's actually demonstrating a limitation in his capabilities and weakness. Mm. And if he, if that's the case, he's not God. Of course, we see in Scripture that God instructs us to forgive the sins of others in the same way that he's forgiven our sins. But I guess that begs the question, does God really expect us to forgive and to forget the sins of others? And you, you kind of go, well, that's an awful lot to expect because... How do you forgive and forget the sins of others? And I can remember reading a a story about a young woman who'd been raped by a babysitter when she was only 10 years of age. And she'd become a Christian, but over many years she was finding it very difficult to 
not just forgive the attacker, but what was concerning her was that when you just read that plain Mm. meaning of the text, how was she supposed to forgive her attacker and forget? Because she couldn't forget the crime. How It's not possible to forget such a crime. And her thought was, if I can't forget it, then maybe I can't forgive, Mm. equating them the same way. And if I can't forgive him, then God's not going to forgive me. So, I mean, you can't forget such a crime. Here's here's the the point I'm getting to towards the end of this episode of the program, is that in the English language, we have 100,000 plus words in our language. Now, by comparison, the Hebrew language has about 4,000 plus words. Now, those lists grow all the time, like with the invention of computers, they call it a computer, so then you've got to find an equivalent. Mm. All right, social media, Instagram. I mean, that's not a normal word. Twitter. <laughs> well, Twitter is, I guess, but you would associate it with a bird. Yeah. You wouldn't associate it with social media. So as language changed, the vocabulary in the number of words changes and increases. But in comparison, the English language has vastly more than the Hebrew language does. So when a Hebrew language has a word, it has far deeper, richer um, meaning it's it's vastly broader than what we do. So when we talk about remembering or forgetting, we're talking about a mental exercise. If I remember something, something comes to mind that oh, I've forgotten about that. Now I've remembered mm-hmm. this mental exercise. If you forget something, you go, huh? It slipped from my memory banks, yeah. and that's what it's talking about. In the Hebrew, it's it's a totally different thing. Well, we're going to find out what that is next time as we continue to explore this conundrum, as you've called it, of how can God forget our sins. We'll explore that some more next time on Foundations. This has been Foundations, a look at the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. For study notes, resources and more, see vision.org.au slash foundations. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.